poker's legendary champions, next generation stars, and tireless ambassadors of the game, sharing their wisdom and guiding your journey to high achievement on the green felt. This is Tactical Tuesday on Chasing Poker Greatness with your hosts, Brad Wilson and John Chai. Welcome, 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 my friend, to another episode of the Chasing Poker Greatness podcast. As always, this is your host, the founder of ChasingPokerGreatness.com, Coach Brad Wilson. Today's Tuesday, so it is a tactical day. I'm joined by John. How are we doing, sir? Doing really good. How are you? I'm doing quite well. Just uh, ready to talk about some hands in a tactical fashion. I think is is the way that things are done around here. So this week we have uh, suited connectors in three bet, four bet pots, um, re raised pots, pre flop. Um, so yeah, let's just kick it off. I mean, seven eight of spades in the cutoff. Yeah, action folds. Disclaimer, by the way, before John just like dives headfirst into into the hand, um, I have just eaten. And edible. Oh. It's it's after it's eight PM and so you know it's, it's really a race against time. We better get these hands correct because at the end uh, of today's show I could be mumbling and just <laughs> not making much coherent sense. We so. either get this done in one take or there's no technical Tuesday <laughs> this week. <laughs> yep, just one take, maybe I mean it's it's getting done in one take, one way or the other. So we'll Ice we'll see recorded. how it goes down. All right. Seven eight of spades cut off. <laughs> We're, we're gonna have to hurry this thing up. Uh, <laughs> I hope <laughs> cut off. Or sorry, the button is a reg. Three bets to eighty. Uh, I call everything normal pre-flop. Not much to talk about. Interesting flop. Nine six four two diamonds. Um, well, I think we could already start about start talking about stuff like donking. Mm-hmm. Kind of being Seems, in the cards. Feels like this is one of the boards where that might be an option, even though I've I've never really looked at a, a donking strategy as the out of position preflop caller in a three butt pot. But this feels like it could be a good one. Yeah, feel feels that way. Who knows if it is, but it feels like it it could be. Certainly a reasonable board where you know the out of position players gonna have sixes, fours, and nines. So all the sets, and then also higher connectivity to the board than the in position preflop razor so donking looks like it's on the table yeah i actually don't donk i just thought of that right now as I the flop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean it, it certainly could be a thing so you I start opt- out with check though yeah shock, shocker there um villain bets half pot and so yeah i guess we have another decision point here on the flop yeah whether to check raise or check call uh fold is definitely not an option um okay so the way i was thinking about this hand and just like the spot in general is that i have like a check raising range like a check raise bluff range that includes hands that are like really unhappy about getting jammed on like this one i think and then some hands that are sort of it's fine if they get jammed on because they have so much equity most of those are going to be flush draws um Although I guess it's like, I don't know, like flush draw plus overcard like type hands. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of how I was thinking about the spot. 
Um, I don't know how how you feel about check raising versus check calling. Um, I mean, I again, it's this is kind of a scenario where I think both are probably just on the table, right? Like, I think that check raising is going to be okay. I think check calling is going to be okay. Um, Does the CBET size play into your decision at all? It would. I I look at the half pot and would start thinking that this is a lower frequency CBET. And generally with lower frequency C-bet, they're more selective about the hands that they are Mm C-betting. So generally they have a little bit more equity in their range when they choose this this bigger sizing of half pot instead of a third. Uh, So I think that, you know, when you do check raise the flop, you're probably going to get ripped on. um, More frequently than I would if they had started out with like a one third C-bet. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, this is not a hint, as you said, that the, this is not a hand that you want to like play an all in here with. Mm-hmm. Um, villains are going to have like flush draws with overcards that just completely crush our open in a straight draw here. So like, you know, I, I think the conservative path would be to just check call and then play things accordingly, which is also just a totally reasonable path. Yep, that's the path I pick. So I call the eighty-five, the half pot. Woo. Turn the nuts, five of hearts. Um, so I turn the nuts straight, mm-hmm. double flush draw on the board. Uh, I didn't really consider donking here. I don't know if that's. I don't know. <laughs> that's like, yeah. I mean, any, I, I think like the button's going to be three betting, up. like they're seven, eight suited at a decent clip. So, like, I don't think that this turn is like necessarily much yeah. better for us than it is for them. So, I, I think that like checking is way more natural. I don't think that I would donk here. Um, yeah. I did not donk. I, I expected to face a bet here really frequently, though, and I actually didn't face a bet. The button does check back, but I just thought that a lot of the hands, or like almost all the hands that start by big betting the flop, are going to barrel this like double flush draw turn. Like I think like even the lowest equity hands that big bet the flop, a lot of them are going to be like backdoor flush draw with two over type hands, and then like the value is like over pairs, which I assumed would continue betting the turn as well. So I was really I was a little surprised and obviously very disappointed to see the button check back. I mean, I would think that they would or could big bet a lot of their like top pair type hands that I think mm-hmm. probably don't want to bet the turn. Mm-hmm. Um, Ace nine, king nine, eight nine, jack nine, nine ten. I think those hands just make a lot more sense as like a, a check on the turn. Okay. Okay. So yeah, I guess there is like a like a top pair portion of the range that I was kind of discounting that makes sense as a big bet on the flop and a check on the turn. Yeah, I think so. Okay. It's hard to get three streets with like Jack nine, you know, right, big, right. big bet on the flop makes a lot of sense. It's a hand that like has a lot of equity that's in your range. And then like, you just don't want to bomb away. Yep. Um, so the river pairs the board. So final board is the flop was nine, six, four, two diamonds, one heart turn was the five of hearts. River is the four of hearts. So flush completer, board pairing, river card. Another decision, I guess. Um, so like one of the things that I sort of struggle with as a, as a concept is like in these situations, when I have a hand that wants to play for all the money, kind of is happy to play for more than one bet, kind of the best way to get more than one bet is usually to like check and check raise. Mm-hmm. Um, that that was like my line of thinking. I like I said, like in game, I discounted a lot of their like 
10 9 and 9 8 um i think what i would have you know kind of what i expected that portion of the range to do is like check back flop um a decent amount of the time but uh you know like you said like they could definitely big bet the flop and then check back the turn um so when we got to this river i thought that they have a lot of over pairs that like check the turn for some reason um mm-hmm. and then just like hands that are i guess like flushes some of the time like the backdoor hearts that didn't want to get check raised on the turn and didn't fire or like some bricks diamonds that for the same reason didn't fire the turn um and now are now is going to like look to bluff the river maybe they just have like also just like total complete nonsense that like big, big bet the flop and then got called didn't want to bet the turn and then just has to you know bluff the river with a hand like king jack of clubs or, or something crazy like that sure i think that you probably just have the one option of checking the river um mm-hmm. i think that the incentive of pretty much all those hands that you just described is to generally bet uh, their king jack of clubs. The incentive is to bet. They're not going to call. Uh, I think a nine is going to go for value um, after the turn checks through and then you check the river. I can't imagine like king nine checking back. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I also can't imagine on like the four pairing, their over pairs checking back either. Uh, but the real, the interesting thing is, you know, when we check, which I think is just almost certainly going to be the action you choose. Um, wait, wait, wait. Are you, you, you're choosing a different path? No, no. <laughs> um, I, I think that like, it's hard to get called. Like your check raise is hard to get called, right? Like you're, and that's just, yeah. It, I think that like when you check raise here, it's hard to have like a ton of bluffs, I think. And that's, kind of problematic you think like aces is just gonna like bet fold i mean i think they should bet fold but i don't know that they are going to bet fold like i i think while it's hard for you to have a lot of bluffs i think that a lot of times villains will just click call to click call with a hand like aces or kings even like when they shouldn't so you know i i think that like check raising all in has got to be the option um it's just yeah, depending on the opponent, like I don't know that I would always check raise all in. I guess it depends on kind of their sizing selection. A lot of times, you know, their sizing selection will just kind of make our decision sure. for us. If they sure, bet pot sure. on the river, then I'm like, oh God, like I'm a little scared of Yeah. Only getting called by flushes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if they bet like a third or half, then like I'm actually pretty giddy about just sticking the rest of my stack in there. So I do check. I, I I didn't bet. And he bets a size where we don't have to worry about any of those things. Yeah, it's just going to jam. Um, and I think that's also on the table too with like a lot of their hands. I, I think that like, you know, this could be their primary primary value size with their overpairs. And, yeah. you know, I, and I think it's totally reasonable to have this as your primary value size with your overpairs as well because you can get called by way worse hands that are in bluff catch mode. Um, villain having better, in this case, you're the villain, requires you to check uh, just a nutted hand on the river and to also like not raise the flop yeah. as well. And I think that's probably a pretty rare occurrence. So like, yeah, I think the size is actually probably just totally fine by villain. Yeah, I agree with all that. I think, um, yeah, I mean, not shocked to see the size. Obviously, really happy that they picked the size instead of like some size where I get scared about not being able to check raise. Um, yeah, like, you know, I kind of, when you have seven, eight in the spot, like things look great and like the size looks almost like kind of silly, but like when you consider like what the rest of my bluff catching region, like 
feels like when it faces this size. Like my nine X just hates this. Even a hand like you know sevens. pocket eights or sevens, eights. Yeah. yeah. Like six X is just like oh my god. Like what? How do I decide how far down to go when I call? Um, yeah. So yeah, I like the size as well. And we call and not. They have the jacks. Not too shocking of a hand. Yeah. Yeah, it's another one. I mean, yeah, like. I think their top pairs can check the turn. I think their over pairs can also check the turn quite reasonably too. Um, yeah. They block the backdoor hearts. And so, the diamonds, the front door yeah, diamonds. They have jacks with the jack of hearts. I actually really like the way Villain played the sand. I think they yeah. got pretty unlucky. <laughs> 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 pretty pretty unlucky, but it was well played nonetheless. Um, all right. So that's going to do it for this first hand congratulations you won another stack we have another segment without incident um we'll try to see make it four it, in a row yeah we'll see if it lasts for the back half of the show stick around you've survived pre-flop boot camp you've shot the fish in a barrel now prepare yourself for the feeding frenzy Comprehensive strategy for gutting every fish in your player pool. Data-driven hero bluffs, light call-downs, and perfect value bets that are maximally designed to hurt some feelings. Feeding Frenzy. Available now at ChasingPokerGreatness.com slash Feeding Frenzy. All right. Welcome back to this Suited Connector episode of Tactical Tuesday. John, why don't we dive straight away into the action? Yep. So another reg versus reg hand. I'm in the big blind this time. The PFR is on the button. He opens to $22. I have five, four of spades. I three bet to 110. Mm-hmm. And the button $10 hand. Ooh. Puts in a four bet to two thirty, so now my hundred ten dollar hand is a two hundred thirty dollar hand. Nice. <laughs> it got better, and I didn't even have to do anything. <laughs> yeah, so you three bet from the big blind, the button four bets. Uh, I guess before we move along here, we'll talk about calling the four bet with the four and the five of spades. Yeah, what's there to talk about? <laughs> All right, suited connector, four bet pot. We're good to go. This is. I guess, like, I guess, like, if it does seem like super, super light, I mean, this is very, very close. I mean, this is the bottom of my four bet peeling range. Really? Exactly. You're, not, you're not peeling with four three suited, huh? So it's I don't like, three bet four. that, I think. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> the five oh, is so, like actually the bottom. Yeah, it's the bottom of your three bet range and the bottom of your call four bet range. Nice. The same yeah. bottom. See, when you put it that way, it sounds like I should have a different bottom for, for those two, but, <laughs> but I don't. Uh. Yeah, it does sound that way, but, you know, you put in the $230 with your four or five of spades and playing 100 bigs deep, so you got 770 left, uh, and you get about, about as good of a flop as you possibly can get without actually having more than one pair. Um, mm-hmm. You flop bottom pair with a uh, five high flush draw, Flop is king ten four with the king ten of spades. I'm guessing you start by checking. Yep. One bet's a quarter, which is typical four ah. bet pot fair. Yeah. So, I mean, this is like the only part of the hand that is going to warrant any discussion is this street. Mm-hmm. Um, check raise, check haul. I mean, like, 
does the flop texture make a big difference? Dude, like this is your board. You do, you do whatever you want. Just don't. Yeah, fold. yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, I agree <laughs> that like our hand has so much equity that it, like it, it doesn't really matter. But like, okay, so like one of the things that I'm thinking about is like when I check raise here, do I ever fold out? Like, is there a range that I fold out? Maybe like I I, I just don't know. No, you don't fold out any. Like, okay, yeah, okay. I, I mean, your does hand that like dissuade you from check raising this hand at all? Like, does that make any difference to you? Because like that's that's basically I mean, that was, like my I big would question. just call because like the majority of my range wants to just call. And so like, that's why I would just call because like, it's hard to have a check raise range here. That isn't some kind of flush draw. Yeah. Okay. So you just call all your flush draws. Oh, I didn't go that far. Okay. But it, you're calling because you have a pair. Yeah. Okay. Like, and I mean, what? I, I mean, you can't it, fold out any worse. Yeah. I mean, you just... can't fold out. <laughs> <laughs> There's like almost no hand that I'm folding out that like like maybe ace five if it, if it does four bet but like I think that hand just calls a three bet a lot in position like maybe like ace six seven eight that does you know four bet in position is like a type of hand that I could fold out. Yeah, and like is that really like something that's good that's happening folding no. out ace ace five when yeah. like they have like three outs two outs. I could get it in versus ace six ace six of spades or something. Maybe <laughs> if they have a flush draw, the money's going in. It doesn't matter what you do, yeah, whether yeah. you hit, whether you raise. So it does matter call. whether you call, you raise your call here. Hmm? It's not really. It's so it does matter to you, like raising or calling here. Like there is, like you're yeah, clearly arguing matter. for calling. Yeah, yeah. I, I would call personally on like this specific board, this specific hand. Like I would just call because I think call makes sense. And like if villain does, you know, four bet ace jack off or something like that, then just giving them a chance to put all the money in. Um, but I would be like. You know, I would call the flop and SPR is around one. I would just call all in on the turn if they jam. Uh, yeah. They've had small in turn. You're definitely getting the right price to call. So no call. problem there. Yeah. yeah. So like, I'm, I'm going to realize my equity no matter what. They're, they're not taking my equity from me no matter what I do. So like, hmm. if I call the flop, I'm calling all in on the turn. Um, I also decided to realize my equity no matter what. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you just stuck it all in, right? Well, a question. I I, yeah. Yeah. Well, you you, you raise, but I mean, you yeah. just got a little cute um, with a three X raise. They decided to put it all in for you. My question, I guess, is like, realistically speaking, what on God's earth besides a flush draw are you raising on the flop in a four bet pot here on King Ten Four? It doesn't matter. You don't have to answer the question because anything you say is a lie. <laughs> it was rhetorical. You don't need to answer because whatever you say, I know is bullshit. <laughs> I can reach down deep and, and, and come up with something. Mm, yeah. A set of tens. I'm sure. I'm fours. sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That you th yeah, sure. Anyway, that's it. <laughs> I know okay. whatever you say is just an untruth. So, Regardless, you got it ending as aces and you lost. So there you go. You realize all the equity. What a sad run out. <laughs> how do you miss? I just don't understand how the parent of flush draw didn't improve. <laughs> We're just going to end, end the show with John's intently staring at the run out for five yes. minutes trying to like. Belief. <laughs> Nine of diamonds and a deuce of clubs. <laughs>
<laughs> Dine of Diamonds. Amazing. How did it? How did it happen? How did they find these courts? <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. I'm glad this hand didn't have too much to talk about. Um, yeah. I think the flop is actually interesting, though, at least for me. Like the the check calling with these hands and just you know, if they do have anything, let them let them go for it. We're not gonna we're not gonna be shut out from realizing our equity no matter what. Yeah, like I mean, if you have you know something else, ace deuce of spades or something, then like maybe it's fine to just go for it. Like you can maybe fold out some worse ace x or like I don't know seven eight of spades if you want to get crazy and check raise and like get it in on the flop. Um, yeah. I think again you have eight high, but a hand that the four or five that has a pair, I just yeah. don't see the incentive to fold out. <laughs> they're unpaired hands. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Well, well <clears throat> we're now three for four. We we the streak is over. Yeah. Somebody get the dry erase board and wash it off. Zero. Zero zero tactical Tuesdays without incident. <laughs> and uh yeah, so for those uh, of but you just if the runout was slightly different, we would still be four for four. Yeah, he's still staring at the board intently. It's not um, my fault. <laughs> yep, it's definitely not your fault. Um, we're going to have our review show, I believe, next week, but don't hold me to it. We're we're working on it. We're trying to iron out the process. Um, we, we almost have it covered. So we'll see you next week with that show. And yeah, that's all I have. Well, see you next week. Yeah, I stole your catchphrase there by accident. Peace. Thanks for listening to Chasing Poker Greatness. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts or on your favorite podcast app. Go to ChasingPokerGreatness.com to get the newsletter. Join the Greatness Village community, book a coaching session, or dive into the latest data-driven poker courses. Follow the show on Twitter at CPG Podcast.